0: That's everylife.com, and don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos Duffy
0: so good to be back sean and talking about i think some of the most important things in life
1: yes like the most important thing in life (laughs) like for men and women this is the number one issue that we all have to be concerned about which is what do women want
0: so a couple weeks ago we did what do men really want and our listeners really, really loved that episode. I think it was our number one episode for several months, um, and so people really wanted to hear what do men really, really want. want. So we thought we'd follow up with what do women really want, and the list is a little bit different.
1: It's like women very tricky. It's a tricky list, <laughs> <laughs> like the ladies in our lives. But listen, it's a, but it's the, I think it's what this is really important again because men and women oftentimes want different, but also then similar things. And so I think to break them down and especially for men to know what is, you know, what does someone who I'm dating or my future wife, what are they going to want from me? Um, but also this helps women kind of think through actually, what do I want in a man?
0: Yeah. It's a really important question. By the way, it's It reminds me of like when, when Sean and I will get in a fight sometimes and he'll, I'll say, why didn't you do blah, blah, blah. And he'll say, do you want to marry yourself?
1: That's right, Rachel. I am not you.
0: I am not you. Do you want to marry yourself? And this list is proof that we, we should not want to marry ourselves. The sexes are complementary. We are.
1: And and this is the age-old male
0: different f- but complementary.
1: The age-old male-female fight of when there's a problem and that Rachel has a problem. I try to solve the problem and she doesn't want the problem solved. She just wants someone to
0: i want both i want you to listen to me bitch about the problem and then i want you to help me fix the problem
1: hold me in my problem sure. let me wallow in my and then okay later now you can fix now it you can fix- and we, I, we just go right into fixing <laughs> fixing problems so this is a this is a great list of actually what do women want and i want yeah, you I mean, to explain really thought
0: through this a lot about it's not just based on what i what i think it's sort of an amalgamation of what I because, you know, I've talked to a lot of young women about love and marriage and finding, you know, prioritizing their love life. And so I get a lot of feedback from other women. And so this is sort of like distilling a compilation
1: of compilation. So I've distilled
0: it down to eight things.
1: Sean. And this is in the order of what Rachel views.
0: Yeah, I did prioritize that.
1: Yes, you took this in the right prioritization of the way Rachel Campbell Stuffy sees the importance of things in relationships of what women want, and we're going to start it off with issue number one. Are you gonna explain this to us, okay? The first issue
0: or the first thing that women want
1: the first thing that women want right i'm I'm thinking of you as issues <laughs> women want to be physically attracted to the uh, to the man in their life explain. yeah and
0: and 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 by the way, this goes both ways, right? women want to be attracted to the man that they're going to be with. And they also want the man that they're with to be attracted to them. So I think chemistry matters. And I say, this is a little tricky, Sean, because um, chemistry doesn't always happen right away. And that's one of the things we talked about in our, in our episode about dating and, and, and finding love. And how do you, by the way, probably our most popular episode that we've ever done is, is the whole dating date, like the eighties, but you know, physical attraction chemistry is super important in a relationship, but it doesn't always hit you like in the face. Like the minute you see that person, it can, and that's great, but it might not. It might be a chemistry that sort of is a slow simmer and, and it happens, but it is important. And it's not just important in the dating process. You know, my mom never gave me a lot of love advice. I give my daughters a lot of love advice. My mother never did, Uh, but she only said one thing to me. She said, Make sure that whoever you marry is very good looking to you because that will make it easier to forgive them, which has turned out to be very good advice, (laughs) probably the best advice my mother ever gave me. So I do think it's important to have to have that chemistry not expected to happen right away. But, you know, and then what does that chemistry look like? Strong. uh, You know, you want someone who's strong for me. I like someone who's strong. I was very attracted to the fact that you were very athletic. For me, that's attractive masculine um those are traits that i liked
1: and so i'm gonna ask you a question about this because i think what's important is the the example of that couple that were just friends right and they they didn't have this physical attraction they weren't attracted to each other you know obviously they they, they didn't think the person was ugly but they're just friends they don't have some like bowled over like oh my god this person is so beautiful and i want to be with them but as their friendship grows, as the relationship grows, all of a sudden they start to see them in a more attractive, attractive light. So it's the attraction cannot just be physical, right? The right. There's more. Is, There's a,
0: but but let's but, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about Sean and number two. We'll talk about some of these emotionally these things that are emotionally attractive. But first and foremost, there has to be a physical attraction, and that that has to exist. And okay. I, and it needs to go both ways. And I think women also women like to- women like to feel attractive. And so they want to make sure that they're with a the guy that also finds them attractive. Now, attractive, th- yeah. I, I think one of the things that, you know, I think is probably not great for a marriage is if you just, if you're not attracted and you just feel like you, know, then you can just be best friends, but that's not what a relationship of marriage is. I mean, let's be, quite honest there's a physical component you need to be attracted to your to your spouse you need to have a spouse who cares that they are attractive to you so they take care of themselves they work out or they 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 make sure that they you know
1: so in our relationship when you were not so interested in me in that time of our really re- early attractive. dating I, but you were probably I was more attractive to you because you, you knew really were that I thought to me than I
0: was to you initially. Is that what you're but, saying?
1: Right. I was. And then that made you more attracted to me. Cause you're like, Oh, he likes me. He thinks I'm good looking. Maybe well, he's I, okay. I think that
0: there's a, you know, yeah, it has to be mutual. I think that that's, that's, that's important. I think that that's really important. Um, so that's the physical part, but yes. then of course, there's go
1: to, number two, let's go to the emotional attraction. What does that mean?
0: So I think that there's an emotional attractiveness and, and, in a relationship, of course. And so what are those things? I I, I wrote a few of them down because I tried to combine them of what I thought, you know, are attractive to women, what women want out of men. They want men that have integrity. I think that's important. Somebody with integrity, with a strong moral code, somebody who's honest and trustworthy, super important in a relationship. I think shared values matter. And we talk a lot about this. I mean, we've been, we've We brought this up in our in our dating podcast should should Democrats and Republicans date generally? No, they shouldn't. Because politics is a reflection of values and
1: or atheists and a Christian should they date?
0: No, if you're virulently atheistic, um, it's probably not gonna work for you to marry somebody who cares. So again, and it faith and family matter. So for for you and I we had it we shared we had different levels of um when I met you you were a i would say a marginal catholic
1: yeah uh, that's fair
0: that's fair he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't quite a cne which is a christmas and easter catholic He went more than that i did but you weren't a i have to go every weekend right but one of the things you were catholic and you had
1: you could work with that
0: i could work with that and you had strong (laughs) family values family really was a really connecting point for us don't you think
1: yeah no i think we both uh, you saw that i Valued my family, and I saw that you valued yours, um, which means, listen, we're, if, when we're together, we're going to value family. Now, that doesn't mean that someone can't. I mean, I think there's some people who don't come from the best families, and they're really attracted to, you know, to, to somebody who does come from a great. And they family. want that. They want right. The, but I'm the,
0: saying, not necessarily, you have to have a great family that you value family. You think that's important. And you and at least for us, that was important. That's just an example of a shared value. For us, faith and family were shared values that we had that were important to us. Can but other people to, might have other values. They you, may value working out or they may value, you know, I don't know.
1: I know several couples who are like, you know what? We share a love of dogs. Yes. Like that, we have a shared value. I think like we loved it. We're going to have several of them. Absolutely. And we love them. And that is the that the, the share value of like we are going to love and take care of these these animals and pets throughout our lives. And it's a really bonding thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, love of animals, love of nature. I mean, there are lots of values, but you should share. Values. If you don't have shared values, it's going to be hard to keep that emotional attractiveness going in a relationship. Talking about
1: honesty, you mentioned honesty in the. So number three.
0: So right number three, I think is that you need to be with some. I think women want someone who's capable of open, honest communication, because as you know, communication is key to any relationship. So you need somebody who's. You know, emotionally available, somebody who's willing to sit down and thinks it's valuable to sit down and talk about problems. You and I have what we call beat beat the dead horse.
1: Yes, we kick the dead horse we until it's dead, and we kick it again. When we have an again.
0: issue in our marriage, in our family, in our lives, we talk about it incessantly,
1: over and over. And but by the way, uh, we laugh at ourselves for doing it. But when you think through things again, whether it's your marriage or your job or your kids. We go over it again and again and again. And oftentimes we come up with different answers at the end of kicking the dead horse than we had at the start of kicking the dead horse. And I think it's really important to think through those important issues and you, you want to spend the time to think through and go over time and time again, this issue, because you value making the right decision on the, again, on the marriage or on the career or on the kids um, and spending time on those issues means that this is it's important to get this decision right.
0: So what we found is that and and it didn't just happen overnight. It's sort of like something that developed and we realized, oh, my God, this is how we communicate. And it actually works for us when we make these decisions. We discuss issues and problems in our marriage or family or kids or whatever. And that is when we talk about it so much that eventually the right answer keeps coming up. It sort of like floats to the surface. And we always And we we go okay. I see. This is what is the problem. or this is how we should solve this issue. So we call it kicking the dead horse, beating the dead horse. We talk about it over and over until the right answer comes up. And I think, but but I think what the point is, everybody's gonna have their own strategy. The point is that for uh, women are very verbal, as you can tell from this podcast. Right. (laughs) And we talk a lot, and so it's we we want somebody who's willing to engage in that.
1: Right, yes and i think to have a to have a man who's willing to to talk through and to listen yeah. um is important um and yeah i mean i think for for our relationship we we do do that we have good conversations. sometimes it can be a, a, we carve time out to converse we do that we will usually do that uh, again we're very busy lives but we'll usually do that over coffee coffee in the morning, in the morning or we actually sometimes do it over a podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: sometimes it's happened. It's but, definitely happened, but so, I think that's important. I think to women, when they're looking for what, for a man, you might not think of it cause you might be overtaken by how handsome the guy is, but make sure he can communicate, make sure he's interested in talking because ultimately when you're in a relationship, you got to talk through your problems. And if you have somebody who's just not communicative, it could be a problem.
1: Well, it goes to, to the example of the couple that's getting a divorce And they're kind of shocked or surprised by it. And they're like, and we never fought. It's like, if you're not fighting in your, when you're dating or when, you know, you're, um, you're married, you are going to not survive because everyone is going to fight. Everyone's going to have, it means that you're
0: not talking. It means you're not communicating. That's right. And I, we, both of us have met multiple people who are divorced and have said that when they went to counseling, one of the things they discovered was. That the counselor was like, you don't fight. What? Like so, so, they don't fight. No wonder they're in divorce.
1: So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about honesty for a second because I, so often, and we've had this conversation recently, because we're up in Wisconsin, we're out on the boat and playing games during the dating phase of a relationship. And like, don't play games. Never play games. But also sometimes in in dating when someone's like, you know what? Um, I'm just going to give this person a little less attention. I'm not going to respond to their texts as quickly or their calls as you're talking about in the
0: courtship phase.
1: In the courtship phase, all of a sudden there's a new interest. There's a renewed interest when someone is not responding right away to you in that courtship phase. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm, yeah, no, I, I know I, what you're saying. Well,
0: I think how, that there's. How
1: does the gameplay come into a relationship? I mean, look,
0: I think that there are there are patterns and and there are, there's a way that courtship works and i think sometimes women who are too available um to their somebody that, that i mean there's a little bit of a chase that goes on and that's okay in the dating phase um a little bit but i think in marriage that stuff's got to stop like you got to have a uh open honest no 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 more games. Like when we were yeah. dating, I was, I I think, ch- court, I, I think a, a courtship conversation is a different conversation.
1: Because I was chasing you, chasing, chasing, and you're running and running. And finally I threw my hands up and went back to Minnesota, back to Law School. I'm like, whatever, I'm done with this. And all of a sudden you came
0: around. I'm like, oh. That can happen that too. Can happen. That can happen too. That's that's a fair point. Okay. Number four <laughs> sense of humor and fun. <laughs> Listen, it's mean? funny when I talk to women about like, because a lot of people come to me, they want me to matchmake them. And I, I try as much as I can. And I'm like, what do you like in a guy? And I think men would be surprised at how often almost every woman says sense of humor and fun. I think it's really important. I think somebody who takes themselves too seriously is just ultimately boring and unattractive.
1: Well, the 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 guy that can make girls laugh does usually very well with women, um, because again, laughing is attractive. Or People laugh at fun themselves. With, or laugh at right. But if you can laugh and have fun, like it's having fun with, with someone is 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 a very attractive trait. Um, now you don't have to be a comedian, um, but I think you have to have. <laughs> Bad idea. But don't don't you want to have like a. Uh, a fun loving spirit where you're willing to laugh at yourself, you're live, willing to laugh at different situations that come up in your life. You just, you're not serious all the time and yeah. serious can be a drag. Yeah. Um. If that's all marriage, you are,
0: it, hopefully you have a long marriage. If you're in a very serious marriage for 20 years, that could, you're right. It could be a drag. So yeah, you need someone with a sense of humor, with a sense of fun and adventure, who's willing to try new things. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be like crazy, but I mean, I just, just in general, disposition that's, i w I'm always, I think I'm, I think men would be really surprised at how, how, how important that is to women.
1: That is, but is, I'm, I'm concerned because I don't find myself very funny. You are it's, funny.
0: It's, it's really... You are funny. <laughs> I'll take it. And you have a, and you have a good, you have a very light disposition. You don't take things too seriously. It's, it's, um, you're always making jokes with the kids It might, you know, when my, my mom is with us, she can get a little serious and you're always the person that lightens the load and makes things kind of fun. Shake her up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. So again, sense of humor. That's number four. Um. Number five is again, this is something that feminists would uh, bulk at. They don't, they want to believe that women have been able to um, sort of evolve out of the need for this, but it is not true. Uh, Women want to feel protected and safe. What does that mean? Well, I think it, well, it's, that's a really good question, Sean. I think protected and safe in two ways. Physically, if there is something outside, I want a guy who's going to grab a gun or just himself and go down and protect my, our home, our family. So I think there's a physical component to that. Um, I also think there's a, uh, an an emotional, somebody who's going to just protect me from other people who want to harm me or other, you know, um, there are things that happen in life that are not pleasant, things that go on. Somebody who's going to protect me emotionally, physically. physically. And I think, Sean, that this also combines another thing that I think women want out of men, and that is they don't have to be rich. They don't have to be, you know, super successful but they have to have some ambition and a good work ethic and and that's part of the protection i'm going to take care of you so if you're married to somebody who has a good work ethic and has a little bit of ambition um that they'll take care of you economically as well and i think that doesn't mean that you don't you can't as a woman have a job and and make money but i don't want me and i know this sounds very sexist but i don't want to be the breadwinner i want a husband who wants to be the breadwinner now that doesn't mean i can't make money and supplement the income and if i want to do that and that but i want somebody to take care of me you and i know that you don't that, that would get me kicked out of every women's studies department in america <laughs> that's okay i'm just going to be honest i think most women want that
1: you don't want to be a sugar mama
0: no we'll be back with much more after this Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then Every Life is your solution. Every Life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: In the dating phase, in the courtship phase, how does a how do you know if the the man you're dating is going to take care of you, defend you, do the things that you just mentioned? How, how do you how do you suss that out?
0: I think on a very basic level, when you're dating, when you're in the initial phases, you can tell if the guy is a hard worker. You can tell doesn't have to be like super successful initially, but you can tell if he has dreams when you talk, does he have dreams? Does he have ambitions? Does he want to make something of his life? Does he want to grow, you know, professionally, um, in his business or in his field? Um, does he have, you know, does he want to do well in school? I mean, these are all things that you should be looking at. Um, not because you, you know, want his money and want him, but because these are all positive character traits in a man, a man who feels a sense of responsibility over a woman and ultimately his family is, is, is a great thing.
1: Because I think what happens is as you then have kids with this man, if that's what you're going to do, the kind of man you marry is the kind of example that man is going to give for not just your boys, but also your girls. And if he doesn't work hard, you might find that your kids don't work hard. If he's not willing to defend you, you might be teaching that the, the, your your children are not worthy of being defended if they're a, a girl or if they're a boy, they're, women are not worthy of defense. And if you value that, which you say all women do, that's not what you want. That's not what, what you want your kids to see. Right. So I think it not just comes in for you, the woman, but also as you look at your little chickens that you're going to have later.
0: I think that if you look at society, we actually have a crisis in this department. I mean, we have a lot of single women who are doing it on their own. A lot of men who don't feel a need to protect the woman or even take care of the kids in their life. And so a lot of women enter into relationships with men who if they'd paid a little more attention to the signs, signs were probably there that that man was not going to protect them, but listen, The the society sends a message to women that they shouldn't care about that, that you're, you know, you're girl boss, you go, you know, you can do it on your own. The truth is, yes, women are now making more money than men in many cases, and women can make it on their own. But the question is, do women want to just make it on their own? And if you talk to women who are raising kids by themselves, providing for their kids by themselves, it's not a happy scenario they really do wish someone was there to protect them provide for them provide for their children so uh, it's not a really sexy thing to think about in the dating phase as you're choosing a man um but it's something you ought to be thinking about well, and it, I, and and I think most women on some level do i mean they're looking to see if they they want somebody who is a hard worker who's ambitious who has dreams and aspirations
1: so maybe if there's the guy who's had a child or two with one or two different women and left them, and now you're going to date them, if you end up getting pregnant, they're probably going to leave you as well, yeah. as
0: well. Yes. So that's something. And listen, this goes down to communication too. I mean, one of the ways you can find out if, is you know, hopefully you're having these conversations about, and, and we're gonna, this is, relates to number eight, our final one. So we'll, I'm going to get to that. But there is there, there are conversations that you should be having that will also be good clues about whether the person um, whether that guy is someone who can protect you, but but Listen. the point of this, the point of of this number five protection, feeling safe, is women want to feel safe, and so this isn't just for women looking for men. Men, if you want a a woman, know that that is a trait that you should be developing, that you should be putting forward as something. I am somebody who will protect and keep you safe.
1: And just as a side note, I'm like, no bleep. Of course, I mean I, m- m- most good men—they want to provide for, you know, the person that they marry, and the kids are going to have. All and they men want, are like
0: that, Sean. I think and they want to.
1: And they want to. Not all know, men are like they that. They want to protect them. I, I think. Well, that's a that's a problem in society problem. in and of itself. But I think a lot of I think there's 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 a, a genetic map that drives a lot of men to want to do that. No, not everybody, but I think a lot of men that I, is where they're I, at.
0: And I think the bottom line with so many of these, Sean, is that there is
1: maybe I'm still living in the 80s, though. That could just be a
0: yeah. No, I think there age. are a lot of cultural mixed messages, and I think that a lot of these these wires have been crossed, frankly, because feminism has sent messages to women and to men that are very confusing. So, for example, men, I know a lot of men who go, "I don't know whether I'm supposed to open the door or not. I'm afraid I might offend her if she." She might think I'm a I'm I'm a sexist if I open the door, or she might think I'm a jerk if I don't open the door. There's so many wires being crossed, and I think feminism has done a lot of damage by trying to say that gender is a social construct, which it is not. And many of the things that I'm putting I'm putting out here are things that women are wired for. Why are we fighting against human nature?
1: I would say that that is one of the most bizarre things for me. When uh, listen, I'll, I'll always open a door for you and for any woman that um, I'm walking through a door with, I'll open the door and hold it. And I actually think about it now because there's been so much backlash about, you know, the the patriarchy and having to care for me and opening a door f- for me as a woman. It makes me think about it before I do it. And sometimes if I don't know the person, I'm, you know, I'm randomly walking through a door with uh, a woman by me, I have to look at them and go, are they, a woke liberal are they over 40 <laughs> and I'll sometimes I'll, I'll I won't hold it for them. That's happened to me. I don't because think you do that. I, I, I think that's a big
0: mistake. I know. Here's the deal. I think
1: I'm going to get reported to, you know, human resources. If I,
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> here's the deal. I, I honestly, I judge men who don't do that. I judge them. And I say, I
1: judge women when I'm making the decision. Cause some of them get really angry.
0: I honestly, I think it, I, I, I judge men who don't open the door, who don't have, chivalry i judge them not just as men i think about what kind of parents they had no i don't think men i don't you were raised to open the door for women i know that for a fact and i don't think you should change because some you know joyless miserable women's studies department professor in you know at i don't know so just some some fancy university says that you shouldn't i I think we need to bring we got to bring these things back we got to train our boys to do that And we got to train our girls um, to expect that because ultimately you and I talk about this all the time. Every problem that we face here in our country, the biggest social ills, the biggest social problems our country faces stem from women (laughs) stem from the breakdown of the family and men not take the uh, fatherlessness and, and that kind of chivalry and that kind of sense of protection of women whether it's opening the door or providing for them, taking care of the children that they've helped create, all of that is
1: important. Just, just the breakdown of the family has a- allowed a gaping pathway for all of this crazy ideology to come into our culture where if there were stronger families, this stuff would have been pushed out long ago, but because there's not that, that foundational um, base for which people are going out into the world, which is their families. Um, there's a lot of confusion and through that confusion, you're able to talk about there's not, there's not two genders. There's like 50 genders Um, and men can be boys and boys can be girls. And we should not based on not, not hire based on, you know, on uh, on the qualities that someone has an employee. We should hire based on their race or their sex or their sexual preference. I mean, bizarre stuff. So again, you're right. It all comes back to the family. That's a lot of stuff to come.
0: Don't let the feminists, Change your behavior, Sean. Don't right. don't let HR department change. I actually I hope you get reported for opening a door
2: <laughs> <laughs> at Fox.
0: I, I would love to see that happen. Um, all right. So
1: let's come let's come to the next, next one. Next
0: one is compassion uh, and, and appreciation. appreciation. What does that mean? So I want a man who can I, I don't want a girly man, but I still want a man who can who has a sense of compassion, whether it's for children or animals or me when I'm going through a tough time. I think one of the things that I didn't initially know about you, but I learned early on was that you had a sense of appreciation. So when we first got married, I was an at-home mom for 14 years before I started going back to work. And when I was an at-home mom, you'd sometimes it's really hard. It's the hardest job because you don't get a lot of Affirmation. You don't get, you know, I do Fox News and I, I host Fox and Friends and, you know, I go to the grocery store and people go, oh, I love what you do and I am so appreciate you speaking for us. And, you know, you get you get a, a pat on the back. Right. People are really when I was an at home mom, uh, the only person who on a regular daily basis said, thank you for staying home and taking care of our kids was you. And it it really meant a lot to me that you did that because I was getting no out of girls um, at all as an at-home mom. And I, it's one of, it's actually the hardest part about working in the home is that you don't get that affirmation. And it was really the, the affirmation I wanted the most was from you and you gave that to me. And so that a uh, compassion appreciation for what you do as a woman, maybe it's, you know, that in my case, it was like when I, you know, taking care of the kids and take care of the home and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's lots of stuff that, we would do better as a couple couples would do better if they just appreciated each other and i think saying it verbally is important
1: i think it is too that's 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 a really good point and um again appreciation is also recognition yeah. right i'm recognizing what you're doing and it can be when you're a stay-at-home mom it could be with an article that you've written it could be that the show that you did you, you did on fox um, and that doesn't mean you, I, we can't be honest with each other. We can go like, cause we again, we're very honest. You'd be like, when I do something you're like that was not good. Do you think, or I'll say the same thing to you, but also when, when you're doing well and things are going well, it's like, listen, acknowledge someone recognize yeah. your, your, and your compassion. Your so when
0: things aren't going well, that you have somebody,
1: don't be a jerk.
0: Yeah. Somebody who can, who can, who can be compassionate and, um, Feel your feel your pain, feel like your like Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton would say. I um, so I think that's important. Yes. Um, number seven.
1: Confidence. Yeah. Talk to me about confidence.
0: Again, I think this is a tricky one. It's like yeah. attractiveness. Um, when you first, when you're young and you meet a young man, they might not be the most confident initially, right? I mean, they're still young and they're still learning who they are, and and they're still trying to. They might not even have done much in order to build confidence. I mean, there's nothing worse than a guy who's overconfident with not, not much to show for it. Right? right. Reason or not, not much reason for it. So confidence is important. Confidence in knowing who they are. So you don't have to be, you know, the president of your company. Um, In that sense, that kind of confidence that comes from that, but you could just be confident in who you are and what you stand for and what you believe. So I just think a sense of confidence, uh, uh, again, these are masculine traits, a man who kind of just knows who he is and is confident in his own masculinity, this again is something that I think our culture is eroding in men. There used to be a time when men understood what it meant to be a man and 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 feminism and so many of these mixed messages are confusing young men and I think that's why uh we just did an episode not you know this week on um the manosphere all the the male social influencers out out there and and why young men are attracted to them because they're not getting clear messages and from other places in the culture
1: it's an interesting time in my life which i really haven't talked about a lot but when rachel and i we both did the real world which is if you don't know this it was a it was a show in the in the 90s where they pick seven strangers to live in a house together and they film their lives on mtv and then Put that into 24 or 26 episodes that were very popular back in the 90s and
0: to 90s music they, it, there was a yes. track going on in, the, in that sense
1: and, and in our minds um but yeah so um but they pick seven people that are from incredibly different walks of life different world viewpoints um which oftentimes can create conflict can, 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 can purposely attention. cast
0: it that way right
1: right and I, I remember going and like I had I, I realized that we associate with or are, are drawn to people who are like us. Right. We don't go find people who are the exact opposite of us and say, "Hey, let's room together." <laughs> right. You don't do that. By the
0: way, that's why in our in our dating episode we say opposites do not attract. For for long term right. relationship, find people who Doesn't have work. similar views and values to you
1: and i found that i like everything that i thought and believed and i came from a small town wisconsin i hadn't done a whole lot of, a lot of traveling um and i haven't had my views questioned a lot from a lot of people because a lot of people shared my views from the place in which yeah. i came and everything was challenged there and it was really weird for me to know no actually this is who i am and this is what I believe and I'm willing to defend what I believe. And I, you can open my eyes to some other stuff that I haven't experienced and I can go on a, uh, on a, on a journey, seeing other people's, you know, viewpoints and perspectives, but it really made me know who I was cause I was really challenged with who I was. And again, I think I was I, in that respect, I was, I was confident in who I was, what I believed and where I came from.
0: But initially when you got there, did you feel shaken a little bit? Lack of confidence because the they were were they more sure of who they were initially? Maybe
1: and shaken in the sense that when I was when when you're not challenged, when people when you don't you know have your viewpoint challenged very often, you kind of think the whole world shares the same viewpoint you do. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized actually that's not true. People come from different walks of life, different perspectives. Um. But I will say just on a side note, the lesson that I learned from that show was that though I won't associate with people that were not like me, which is again, what everyone does, that's human nature. I found that some of my best friends from the show who I had a lot in common with were people who I never would have
0: thought you had enough. uh, Yeah, And they'd be good good friends.
1: And I think that's a, well, I
0: think we're an example of that. I mean, we met through that show and you know, you're like this lumberjack athlete from Northern Wisconsin, from a white Irish Catholic family yeah, and I'm Hispanic from the Southwest and you know, it doesn't seem like we have a lot in common, but in the end, when you took the surface stuff away, the values part. And that's why we talk so much about, you know, the values. And, and, and so when we say opposites don't attract, doesn't mean like you, you can't have a quiet guy and a talkative girl. Like it's not it's not that kind of stuff. We're talking about values and really deep we'll say that.
1: At, at first blush um no one would have put the two of us together because we, we were very different and but for the fact that we did a a three-week adventure show together and got to know each other we talked a lot together and talked a lot and rode on airplanes together We with flew, flew new zealand together but for that experience did we get to know each other and go oh actually we have a lot in common we have a lot in
0: common so oh, oh, wow. i think that's
1: let's get married let's have nine kids
0: yeah i now? sure wasn't thinking about that
1: either. do you want to hang out with me <laughs> that's right so confidence uh, i was
0: stuck on number one physical attraction at that point
1: but that's but, a but that you're right that, that's a hard one confidence is a hard one to to, to navigate um in trying to suss up it, it does the man you're dating do they have confidence and so
0: i think confidence in who they are confidence in their masculinity or, or do they have the potential for that are they somebody who who you know if they have say what we talked about in number five, somebody who you know has a good work ethic and ambition, that confidence will grow as they grow and so you're you, one of the biggest mistakes women make, Sean, and I've had to have this discussion all the time with a lot of you know late twenty year olds especially it's like they want a guy who's already you know, they're, they're disappointed in the, in the, in their dating pool. Cause they want a guy who's already successful, already has everything going on. And it's like, well, if you're dating guys who are in their twenties, they're not going to be, they're not done. They're, they're still growing. They're still, they're starting, they're starting. And so you, you, you have to look at potential. And so in all of these things, um, you need to be, if you're, if you're young and you're dating in your twenties and thirties, make sure that you're looking at Potential in some of these characteristics, not that they're a hundred percent formed,
1: not where they're at today.
0: Men are are work in progress at that age. Yeah,
1: thank God you had the view of I'm going to see potential and not where you are right
2: now, or we would have never been together. So that's
0: right. I saw a lot of potential. We'll be back with much more after this.
2: Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth.
0: Okay, so the last thing, number eight, and this relates to some of the others, but I thought it deserved its own category. And that is a shared future vision. So pretty fairly you know, not initially in the beginning of a relationship, but as you move along in a relationship, you should start to see whether you have a shared future vision. And this is where all these other things that you have in common will, will, you know, if if this is somebody who cares about their faith and God and family, um whatever it is, you know, I, I'm somebody who loves to travel and I really want to see the world. I, I really want to have a family. I really want to have you know, a big family or a small family. I want to have, you know, I want to live in the country eventually. I want to, you know, make sure you have a shared future vision and that the person that you're with actually can see you in their future. Uh, that's a, that I, it, It's not a concrete thing, but it's it's so important. Well, so here's the I, I shared th- future vision.
1: So it, it comes down to a lot of things. And that's that as as you're with someone making sure that you see an endpoint that you both want to get to. If someone wants to live in New York City, but the other one wants to live in, you know, rural North Dakota, you know, and there, you really your hearts are set on that. That's going to be a problem because you can't live in both places um, or one wants to have. You know, a, a number of kids and the other one doesn't want to have any kids.
0: That's a huge
1: problem. Um, it's, it, it's a big problem. That's or, a huge problem. Uh, again. In fact,
0: by the way, in the Catholic Church, um, that that's a cause for annulment. Annulment, right. Yeah, you can get an annulment. You can actually annul the marriage as if it never happened if one person... Didn't divulge prior to the marriage that they didn't want to have kids, and then you find out they didn't want to have kids. That's grounds for annulment. So that's a serious thing that can really tear a uh, that can really tear a relationship apart. And so there's lots of points you, like you, that.
1: You, like you, your your vision was not to go. Oh my gosh, I want to live in a small town in northern Wisconsin. This is where I want to. That's what I always but, dreamed of. Uh, yeah,
0: but sounds... I actually grew to go. You know what? I can't. but I had I did it for a while, and I'm like, I like it out here.
1: But it was not. It was. That was not a, a a non-starter for you. You're like, actually, I'll go do that. That's all right. Like, I'm not wasn't heart set on being in L. I was like, let's try
0: this for a while. You, yeah, see. you're gonna try. It. I think for me, I just like, wanted to be with you.
1: A while was like 20 years. Thank if you. If
0: you're from if you're from Arizona and you're willing to live in Northern Wisconsin, that means you really love the person. That's true, and you did love me. I, I appreciate did. That. So I think that that's important. I think and you should talk uh, about that vision, right? Right. And again, that then it goes back to when we we talked about open and honest communication in that dating phase. You need somebody who can communicate because that's how this kind of information will, will come out.
1: So can I give you, I, I, I'm just, I, I didn't write these but These are
0: the things that women really quick. These are things that men should think about that women want.
1: So I would think that women want you to be nice to them. Yeah. Um, you should again, try to be somewhat successful in whatever realm you're in. So you can go, I can, provide. I can provide for her. Even when we're, even when we're, we're, when when we're dating, I should try to groom myself well enough. So she thinks I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should compliment her when I think she looks beautiful or she's doing something, you know, really well, giving, being generous with compliments, I think is important. Showing her that you think you're attracted to her. Um, so she knows that is important because women are not mind readers. They can't read your mind of what, you know, you're thinking about them. So tell them, um, and I do think the, the part of have, again, being strong is important. Defending is important, but also having a sensitive side to, in those moments to be able to listen and, you know, be, um, a little softer is is important for men and again i think that in today's culture i don't think that the soft side is a problem i think it's the manly side the the stronger side which is a problem today um
0: yeah i definitely think that's that's more the issue that's
1: my simplistic view of can I ask you another question? Sure. How, how important is because um, I'm not a I'm not a romantic at all. You can just, uh, I, and I that's something that I sh- in my in my age I have to always work on. And you'll give soft hints of of help, um, or me that you was know, in the traditional sense of romance, candles and dinners and like oh like I'll, I want to take you places and I want to go places with you. Yeah, you do. But how important is the romantic side of a relationship. Is that just, is that TV? Is that movies? Or is there something important about, you know, a candlelit dinner that's really important in relationships?
0: So I think it, uh, for, for when I think it really depends on the woman, there's some women have a really high standards for that kind of stuff. And other women have less. That's become, as I've gotten older, less important. I, I love that you want us to go out to dinner and you want us to go out, you know, have have nice trips together. I I love that part. Um I am as you know a homebody, a uh, very much so. So like it's become less important to me. I think initially it's a, it's more it was more important because it was a signal of of you know, your interest in me. And and now that I don't want it to die. Like we always talk about, you know, you got to date your wife, right? You still got to take her out to dinner and, and do all these things, but I do. I, I'm not a jewelry person. In fact, Sean has bought me jewelry that I've said that's too expensive. Go return it. And I'll take a rug for half the, the price. So I returned the jewelry and bought myself something. I, you know, a, a, a rug that's happened in our relationship. Um, it, the first ring you got me broke in half. Cause it was so cheap and okay, I don't whatever. care. It's like, that's not now. I know some women where the Horrifying. ring is super important and means oh, a
1: lot. I couldn't aff- I couldn't afford more than one. I,
0: I know, did. but for some, some for some women that might have been a deal breaker. He can't afford a ring. But let me way. but let me tell you something that was a signal to me in the relationship early on. There were a couple things. When we were dating, um I had done some traveling overseas and I came back and I was broke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you knew and I was telling you that I was broke and and I was uh, a
1: rich lumberjack sports athlete. You
0: were a poor law student doing lumberjack shows for 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 extra money. But you paid my rent. I don't know if you remember that. You paid my rent one month. I did? You did. And what the uh,
1: hell was wrong with What
0: were you me? thinking? You did. And I thought to myself, I was like, of course, I'm going to pay you back. I don't know if I actually did. But to me, that it, was a I, symbol that you wanted to children. take care of me. The next thing that you did was we were married early on. Uh, we were probably only married, you know, a year or so. I, w- I was pregnant and um, it was our first year of marriage. I was pregnant and you were doing lumberjack shows and Sean would do these lumberjack shows to make extra money. But then in between the shows.
1: So I'll be, I was a lawyer in Wisconsin during yes. the, during the the during the weekday and I'd take some weekend show gigs to go make more money for our family.
0: And sometimes you would go alone and sometimes because. I didn't have anything to do. I'd come with along right. with you. And between shows, um, with their chainsaws, they would make these little these little chairs for kids. And they, they could they, it's it was a feature of the show. And then they would make extra ones and because people thought they were so cute, these little like little chairs made out of timber, um, that they would sell them for like, you know, 10, 15 bucks a chair. And they could they they got a salary from their from their boss, from the lumberjack show. But if they sold the chairs, that was cash. That was our money. Well, now that now we have armed IRS agents, so I'm a little right. afraid to say this, <laughs> but you would take cash for the chairs.
1: Listen, just like Hunter, I'm beyond the statute of limitations. I can't You're come beyond after the me. statute
0: of limitations, like Hunter. <laughs> okay, I love that. Um, and so, you know, you would make a few chairs and, and for extra money. Well, but when I got, when I was pregnant and you realized you were gonna have a baby, you would, make so many chairs
1: my back hurt you,
0: know, you would make so many chairs to sell so we could have yeah, extra money for, for the baby
1: doing the show to making chairs all the whole time between and then doing the show again it was like nonstop. but the way, these were like twenty thirty-five 35 minute shows and it is it's a it's grueling,
0: grueling physical. physical i, I mean you were in great shape by the way at that at, at that time but i would say that to me seeing that you saw okay i'm gonna have a baby I got to make money and I got to provide to me. That was, it, it, it was, um, it's signal, but it was also very sexy. Yeah. Just but but we,
1: we hadn't, we didn't have a lot of money at all. Um, and you got to do whatever you, you can do, to, to make for your family. Meet and to make, yeah. And, and, and we did that. And, but I also think that work ethic that we both had to make this little family work, um, paid dividends cause we, we took risks and we, yeah um, but,
0: so let me sum this up for all the men out there looking to see what women want. They want to be physically attracted to you and they want you to be physically attracted. Then there needs to be chemistry in that relationship. Doesn't have to happen right away, but it can happen. Uh, it needs to happen. They want someone who is emotionally available. Um, that's important. Um, and somebody who has, you know, integrity, strong moral code is honest um, and shares their values. Uh, number three, capable of open and honest communication. Communication is the key, and it's also where you start to learn about the other person. If they can't share that with you, and you don't really know where they come from, that's going to be a problem. By the way, if
1: you can't be honest with one another What's in, the point? in small things, I mean, you, yeah, uh, what is the point? It's not going to work.
0: Number four, a sense of humor. I think men underestimate how important just being light and fun and and introducing fun into the relationship is important. Uh, number five. Protection. Women want to feel safe. They want to know that you have ambition and a work ethic and you're willing to protect them and take care of them. Sorry, Gloria Steinem and Betty for but that is true. Um, I don't care what the feminists say. Number six, uh, they want a man who is compassionate and shows appreciation for what they do. Uh, number seven, they want a man who has confidence or at least the potential to grow in confidence and sort of be manly in that way. And finally, They want a man who has a shared future vision with them that they, that they see that I want to be with a man who sees me in their future.
1: Yeah. And just on 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 that last point, sometimes you you don't, you, you have the building blocks that you share, you know, the viewpoint of the world and it's a wild ride it's a wild adventure and you can't you can't always plan your life out you never know where you're going to end up but spontaneity but you're yeah you're you're open to it but you have these these go on a journey
0: are are you willing to go on this journey with me do we have enough do you see me in, in in your future do you want do you want to be on this journey together
1: do you want to go on this road trip together
0: this right. road trip of life.
1: This road trip of life. That's right, and and it has again, lots
0: of twists and, and lots of turns. Or
1: at some point, do you feel like you want to stop at, you know, uh, the, the 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 wayside or gas station halfway to your destination, and say, go in and get us, you know, some chips, and then you. Race away in your car, and you leave them in. There. You don't want <laughs> that in the road a trip.
0: Very strange analogy, but I know. But okay. listen,
1: you want to go. You want to get to the you destination want together. You to stay in the yeah. car.
0: and don't, go, don't go get on a quick kicked trip out of the, together.
1: Don't make the don't kick them. <laughs> I don't want someone. I want to kick out of the car halfway through the trip. <laughs> make them walk. I want to. I want to do the whole trip with you, Rachel. Thank um, you. All
0: right. I are, think this is, is the, useful.
1: Those are those are good things. Um and it's uh, important,
0: especially in a time when there's a lot of mixed signals sent to young people about what what matters in life.
1: It didn't. So, so true. So well, I appreciate um, you giving me a chance, uh, taking a risk on some of those eight, which were not fully developed. Grateful for that. Um, and uh, again, now we get to sit and have a shared value over our uh, Northern Wisconsin. Beautiful lake lake. get to hang out on it. So uh, with that, listen, thanks for joining us on this edition of what women want from the kitchen table. <laughs> we appreciate uh, you joining us. Uh, if you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can get us at foxnewspodcast.com. We love when you subscribe. You always get a notice of when each podcast drops Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday uh, evening. And uh, again, uh, Rachel, good stuff. Thanks for sharing. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye, everybody. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription, And Apple podcast, and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free